This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We've got to get to Chip Kelly's plan to save college football in a moment, Spencer. But before we get there, of course, it's time for the Michigan Panic Meter, that time of the show where we examine our innermost feelings and relate them to the biggest conflict that Ohio State faces every single year. I will stay in the light scarlet as they have not landed a quarterback that scares me, nor has Ohio State landed a quarterback that wows me. So as I've mentioned, um, between that and Jeremiah Smith flipping or Air Nolan flipping, those are the only things that can truly get me to panic here, panic more or reduce panic in the, in the event of a uh, you know, five-star quarterback coming your way here. Well, in classic me fashion, I uh, I ride the wave with the fans a little bit more than than I think you do, Nick, sometimes. So I'm actually going to move mine. I'm not moving it crazy. I'm not moving all the way to like to gray or anything like that. I'm just moving into the white. I'm going to move it to the white. I think seeing Dante Moore announced that he was going to Oregon and not Michigan. That set th- that, that that made me feel a little bit better. Also, I, I don't for any listeners out there who regularly listen to 923 the fan, uh Ken Carmen said that he had a dream that uh Michigan lost to Alabama in the college football playoff and generally Ken Carmen's dreams are some sort of like intuition into what's going to happen he shared that he's had older dreams that have led to things that actually played out so all right one i'm gonna i'm, I'm basing this all yes yeah, so this is a very flimsy argument i know but i'm going to the white one i would expect nothing <laughs> less of the common fan spencer german this is you follow the whims of the fans i, I yes. get it um two you don't get to say hey i've had these visions you just got to trust me. <laughs> like, unless you've gone on the record, like Nostradamus didn't wake up 35 quatrains in and be like, look at these things I've predicted before. Now heed my word on the Germans in, you know, World War II. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> he had the first 35 quatrains and then talked about Hitler or Hister or whatever the hell it was. 
So I'm calling shenanigans on Ken Carmen. Um, he's a good man, very thorough. He's a gentleman. He's a good dad. And I like to say nice things about somebody before I attack them. But I'm calling absolute and utter bullshit on, oh, I had a dream that Alabama beat Michigan when you're not a fan of any of the schools. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, oh, I had a dream that, uh, that uh, UTEP beat UNLV next year. And I have a very strong feeling that you should put them on plus 250 for UTEP. Like, I'm no. I start Sounds like a game that, that Lima might be calling, too. UTEP versus UNLV. Start etching that shit into stone or get off my lawn. If you want to if you want to play profit, that's fine. All right. There's a lot of false profits in these times. I'm saying be a real profit. I'm saying start etching it out like Nostradamus or get the fuck off my lawn. That's where I am. I'm sorry, Ken. Somebody has to stand up to you. Well, I trust Ken. Like like me, Ken is a man of the the common fan. So I, I trust Ken. I'm, I'm Ooh, I feel Ken. like that's the name of the show. When when Lima finally gets fired, it's Common Fans with Ken and Spencer. <laughs> and it's just take turns who can pander more to the other person. Hey, I'll, all I'll say about that is I'll take a morning drive slot if it's available. Yeah. I'm not going to complain yeah. about that. Hey, I who's asked do I got a kiss? I think we just found out. I think we just, you know, that's called, by the way, I think you're more of a prophet than he is. Because what you're doing right now is you're laying the tracks. You're laying in wait here, just like, oh, I got to buy into what Ken's saying. And because you know, Ken's got a scoreboard up here of imaginary takes that he had or dreams that he had that signal the future at one day. And then he's also got another one of nice things that people have said. I, I mean, I maybe I am Nostradamus. I did nail my Brown score prediction over the weekend. So there you go. You are off by a point. Uh uh-uh, uh, I said 2017. Go roll the tape, roll the tape, go back. Hey, this is a good plug to go back into the Odyssey app. And while you're looking for Sons of the Shoes so that you can follow us, you can also go back to Sunday and use the rewind function because it's still within 72 hours. And you can go back and hear me give my take around 11.52 a.m. on 92 to the fan. All right, so what do you feel about these bowl games this week if we're going to keep these predictions going? I'm getting a strong sense. (laughs) That in the Idaho Potato Bowl. I'll make some predictions on Thursday for you. How about that? I'm ready for it. All right. So uh, UCLA head coach Chip Kelly laid out his plan to save college football this week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline is the the biggest issue that you might have right now whether it be realignment nil transfer portal and what would your your plan maybe be to to try to solve it i think they're all a problem and i think we need to have a conference commissioner i think football should be separate from the other sports just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the big 10 in football our our softball team should be playing arizona in softball our basketball team should be playing arizona in basketball but because football left and they're saying well how do you do that well notre dame's independent in football and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference. 
that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the group of five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've lot of spent a time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share in the same ter- we all share the same TV contract, so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together. That's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You can do a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it. All right. So what I'm about to say, Spencer, is more the reaction to his plan than it is the reaction to Chip's plan, because I think there's a lot of good in there. And I think there's a lot of common sense in there. And that is what I think has been lacking from the NCAA. And even now that these schools have more power, there's still too much common sense um, lacking given that there's this much money involved. But to the people who say he fixed college football, he fixed football. No, he just had a salient plan. Like, I think that's what, like, because nobody is saying anything about how you fix college football or college basketball or any of the other sports, it then becomes if anybody has any plan, it's like, man, he fixed it. Look how easy that was. Well, well, I'm not going that far, but there were some good ideas in there. What say you? Well, well, first of all, I was going to say it's funny because, like, if you or me say that, come up with a plan like that on the air, which, by the way, there's been plenty of people on the air, or whether it's a radio host or journalists writing, like, in columns what they think should change, this has been the conversation, right? Oh, let's just make make our own league. Let's just split into two divisions. Uh, Let's all share the money. Uh, Like, that's literally been written about, talked about, whatever. It just hasn't necessarily been said out loud by a coach to this point. So all of a sudden, like if you or I say that on the air, they're like, well, this dope. He doesn't know anything about college football. But when no, Chip they just Kelly, ignore it. When they Chip don't Kelly, pay any mind right? to it. But when Chip Kelly says it, it's, oh, my God, this guy saved college football. Where has this mindset been this entire time? Well, if you listen to some, if you listen to some of these other people, you would have already heard this. But I, I think maybe – I don't disagree with anything he said. Um, and I, I think that like a lot of what he said is obviously sound and probably the way that it should be. And it sounds like uh, the NCAA now with, with new leadership is transitioning to maybe thinking more like this, which is good. The only dilemma that I think in his plan that he throws out there is the, the paying players um, from money raised by the football program, because as we know, it's not that simple. The reason NIL I think actually works and is a good thing for college football is because it it allows the schools to not have to feel like they have to pay the players from the the pot that comes in because as we know Nick and having worked in college athletics myself like 
the people th- like everybody thinks that like these athletic departments just run themselves. They're like, oh yeah, it's okay. They the football can break off and do their own thing and have their own pot, and it won't even matter. But like guys, the schools that have big D one football programs, that money often funds than the women's volleyball program and the cross country program because those those sports don't generate as much revenue, if any revenue. Like there's a lot of sports that end up in the red at the end of the the their seasons. And it takes the football sort of supp- the money, the money from football sort of supplementing that. And some schools only have basketball, so they use the basketball money to supplement it. Um, but that money is is important to other student athletes on campus. So that's the one flaw that I find in the plan. But I don't think anything that he said is that profound because I've heard it before. So I love the idea of a college football czar, but it's not going to be any more than the NFL commissioner. Like Roger Goodell is cloaked in a lot of power. He still has 32 bosses to answer to. So, you know, even that's not flawless. And I, I guess the one thing that I think is just totally pie in the sky will never happen is the idea of, well, we should pool all of our money together. And it's just never going to happen. Now, not as currently constructed. It might end up happening that way when the SEC and the Big Ten are the two conferences that are left in the Power Five, if that ends up coming to fruition 10 years from now. But like this idea that the Big Ten and the SEC, who have who take great pride in their dominance, both, both fiscally and on the football field or the basketball court or whatever, the idea that those schools are willingly going to say, well, for the good of college football, no, this is kill or be killed. This is you've got to survive and you've got to do what you think so you can be last man standing. So I think that to me is where it becomes pie in the sky. But like, I'll be honest with you. I think I think the, the thing that should really happen is I do think the group of five should solidify into one global or global one national brand. And the reason being is I think they're missing out on a lot of money where they could take some of these inferior bowls and have a 64-team playoff where everybody gets a chance, everybody's invited, and I think you could have an NCAA tournament for this uh, for, the, for the group of five schools. I think that, to me, I think that's where there's money left on the table. Now, again, ESPN owns the Bulls, so maybe you have to establish your own TV contract for your own purposes, but like... That's something that's interesting. But the idea that Ohio State and Michigan and and in Penn State and Notre Dame and Alabama and Georgia, these schools are going to be like, listen, I really feel for Cal and SMU and, oh, buddy, I just, BYU, we love you. No, they're not going to do that. So, I mean, I, I guess my point is, like, that to me is where I think there's still, when a coach brings it up, I think there's still a lot of fanatical thinking here. And it's funny to me that a coach – wants to get rid of NIL so they can just pay the players. When we all kind of look at NIL and say, well, and that just paying the players. So he just wants to change the labeling of it and, and change the funneling of the money, which honestly gives more control to the schools. And that is something like, like to me, when you have these third party entities, these NIL collectives, I think that probably does benefit the players more than if, Gene Smith, or if uh, Ward Manuel was the one pointing down from on high saying, well, you're worth 500000 Or, honestly, we're going to go ahead and pay everybody 250000 instead of paying dudes what their fair market value is. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way to look at it. Um, 
And I think you're right about just the finances of it, which is why, like I said, I think the NIL actually makes more sense than just paying from the schools. And I I don't think that teams are going to share money. My question too, Nick, is, is there, is there any going back at this point? Like, like he brings up, you know, Oh, well, our basketball team should be playing Arizona. Like, like if uh, would, would, because the schools all have to agree. Like, would it get to a point? Do you think it could really get to a point where they're like, well, let's just break off and make football its own entity, and then everybody else is fenced for themselves and we'll reform the Pac 12? Like, I, like I, I just don't think, like, I think it's gone. I, I, I don't think that there's the, the NCA rarely like backtracks on things and like they, they don't usually go back to like, well, let's do this over again. Like, it's kind of just like we just keep moving forward. And how things evolve, things evolve. Unless I had the wrong read on that, but that I, I don't um, know that there's a going back at this point. I mean, I think the going back could be when college football finally separates itself from the NCAA, yeah. which again is not going to change wholesale. But, can't, but hold on, but can't. But to my point earlier, like, can that happen? Like, if, if football breaks off and does its own thing, and then they're saying we're just going to make our own pot of money over here, is that even possible? Like that. That's kind of my big picture thing because I don't like again that money helps fund these other programs. So is it just going to become like, if you're a football school, you're a football school. And then all the other schools, they'll just have other, like, I, I don't, I don't get how that ends so, up working. If football just so, keeps all their own money. I mean, I think financially that the football program and basketball programs in some cases still fund other programs. It's just now those other programs, volleyball, hockey, um, baseball, those are more, um, those are just more geographically oriented and honestly probably going to save money. So I, I, but I think like if, if the power five schools did that with the NCAA, that might leave them a little bit more beholden. And I don't think, I don't think the power five schools will do anything from a football perspective to go any farther in league in bed with the NCAA. It's why Charlie Baker's plan of, well, we're going to have our own new grouping and it's going to be of the 35 biggest schools. And it's going to be like division one plus, which by the way, buddy, you just described the FBS and division one, like stay tuned next year. We'll have sons of the sons of the shoe plus. Yeah. Which means we're going to add an, another 300 pound person to the show. (laughs) (laughs) So we can really just beef it up because you're, you're a little too skinny, but no, I mean, I think, like if that's 10 years too late, if that plan happens 20 years ago, I think there's some real validity to it. But now I think, I think the only reason college football would keep the NCAA around is as a patsy is as Oswald, as somebody to go ahead and point at and say, well, I, we'd love to do this, but look yeah. at these guys over here. And I yeah. just think at the end of the day, they're too smart to let their money get messed with by those dinks in Indianapolis. So I don't think it's going to happen. That's fair. I, my, my biggest thing is just, if, the, if if they break from the NCAA, they can basically do whatever they want. So would the football program still be willing to like, like it, I guess it boils down to more so at, on the school level. Would the school have still an understanding within their school that like, hey, we still need this money to fund other sports on campus. So we're still going to use it in that way. Or with the football teams, because they're breaking off and not part of the NCAA anymore, just be able to say, well, we're just going to pocket all this for ourselves. That, that that's, the, that's the one maybe thing you got to figure out. But I would imagine, I guess, these schools kind of understand the, how the ecosystem of college sports works and it would still be allowed. I, I'm just curious like how that would all look. But again, I, I think the plan makes sense, but I don't necessarily think it's, it's nothing. It's not, it's not anything that we haven't really heard before. I think what's really interesting is who is the person 
that you could anoint as college footballs are that would have the kind of clout necessary to should we come up with this for next for the next show who, Let, who would all be right perfect? so instead of speculating right now we'll come up with our names on the was it thursday friday show of sons of the shoe for our college footballs are we'll also have the latest on who's actually committed is jeremiah smith a buckeye or is he not uh you know Maybe if there's any breaking portal news, we'll have all that on the next edition of Sons of the Shoe podcast. Do not forget, by the way, please follow the show. We are a new podcast. Uh, Odyssey does not want us to make money. Okay, that's not real. Okay, they're really <laughs> very helpful. Everybody at 2400 Sports, very helpful. But let's assume they don't want us to make money. You can help us shuck these corporate overlords. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, follow the show <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that includes Apple, Spotify, the Odyssey app, which is free, BT Dubs. Anywhere you get your podcast. Also, give us a follow on the 92.3 The Fan YouTube channel. Spencer, it's been delightful. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! Let's see who's a, a, a new Buckeye come Thursday. Woo!